Hey everybody and welcome to episode 94 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So people, welcome back to the show, episode 94. Uh, edging ever closer to that 100 which is going to be a nice little milestone to hit um but yeah been getting lots of good feedback from the last episode i went solo and a lot of people loving that message which is um always good to hear you know um especially about the breast milk it's far superior to any formula and then also about having high standards for yourself which i think we all need to we need to um keep pushing keep striving for the best we can be you know you can never you never, you can never be perfect, but you can always try and be better than you were yesterday. And that that level of kaizen, um, as the Japanese call, you know, continual improvement is uh, is huge. Um, so, also, I put out a couple of posts uh, recently, a couple that really put gut amongst pigeons, as they'd say, it's up north, um, about root canals and how toxic they are. I mean, in the natural health world, we know how toxic the root canals are for a long, long while. Um, one of the most toxic things you can get done to the body. Um, and you know, I put a post up with Thomas, Dr. Thomas Levy, who said um, they're the number one cause of heart disease. And also, Dr. Thomas Ruru said 97% of his patients who had breast cancer had a root canal on the same side, um, and that got a lot of a lot of traction. People going, "Oh my God!" I got a lot. Of, I got emails from dentists saying, "Really, they're that bad?" It's like, yes. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, go and on iTunes and, and buy Root Cause, which is a film. But I'm gonna. I've I've got lots of dentists lined up for you guys, so we can really get to the root of this. Um, pun intended i guess i don't know or not anyway anyway who knows uh, apart from me so um today's show um is with dr thomas levy actually uh he's been on the show before we talked all about vitamin c and vitamin c therapy how powerful that is people don't know uh, dr Klenner back in the 1940s i think it was or 60s he, c- he cured 40 out of 40 cases of polio uh, with vitamin C, you know, you do not need a polio vaccine. There's, all the stats show how bad. I mean, these vaccines are nonsense. Other things we put up that's that people tired so that you still can't believe how, how dangerous and bad vaccines are for them. Have a look at the ingredients, guys and girls. Look at the charts when these diseases started to vanish and see when vaccines were actually in, uh, introduced. Hmm. Anyway, uh, just before we get into the show today. Um, just want to say the Revive Yourself shop is is going strong. If you go to our website www.reviveyourself.co and you're looking for any uh, products, um, supplements, we've got our shop there. Some from Evolution Organic, some quality ones from uh, Finchley Clinic. One from Finchley Clinic I would really recommend is the Restore product for your gut um, from Dr. Zach Bush. If you haven't listened to that episode, I think it was episode 92, then yes, listen to that 100%. Phenomenal episode with him. Uh, we've got some great um, other products as well. Aries Tech for blocking your uh, electromagnetic frequencies and radiation, and also the whole house filtration system, which we go into actually in episode 94, uh, talking to Dr. Wilson about it, which is coming up next. Uh, 94 or 95, I'm trying to think. It might actually be 95. Yeah, so it's 95. This is 94, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so that's going to be huge. And then, you know, if you've got if you've got a one or two bed house, or three or four bed house, and also if you've got hard or soft water, we've got them on the site there. So that, that shop is still going strong. Uh, lots of other things coming up, guys and girls. Uh, also, if you are struggling with a health issue and you really would like some one to one help, then the best thing to do is email me at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can get you booked in for a free consultation to see if and how we can help you. Um, I'm pretty sure we can. Um, but yeah, other than that, I hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying the run up to Christmas. Um, gonna just say as well, uh, I might do a little. If, you, if, you haven't, if you're not following me on Facebook, um, we've got our Revive Yourself channel on Facebook. Um, so it's Facebook forward slash Revive Yourself, pretty sure. Um, that's our. Uh, that's our 
web, website or that's the web address uh, also uh, follow me Ryan Martin and my personal profile is a picture it's the same picture we've got here as a podcast image I put lots of different videos and stuff in I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff about Christmas and how to stay lean etc um, and we just quickly you know we didn't go through that here quickly if, you, if you're looking to stay lean um, some very simple things that you can do is one try and keep the quality of your food high two keep hydrated Three, if you're if you're if you're going to the gym and it becomes slack around Christmas time, get a partner so you can both motivate each other to go and book times in. And the other thing is just to get into the gym, just showing up. That's half the battle. Show up in the gym even if you don't want to be there. Just start playing around with get into things and and you'll have a great session. You don't even, just just do whatever you can. Um, the other thing is if you're going out to Christmas parties where you know it's going to be refined, processed and rubbish foods there. Make sure you have a quality meal at home first so you're full up so you're not going to be tempted to be picking at stuff. And also, if you're going to drink, pick high-quality drinks. Pick, pick organic drinks if you can. Organic um, beer if you're a guy and you want a beer. Try and pick organic or German-based beer because German-based companies aren't allowed to put any toxic crap into their products. Um, and also, go for triple distilled things like vodka. You can have mixes and try and put some lemon and lime in there. It's going to help cleanse the body. And use a quality mixer such as a fever tree or real lemonade rather than you know artificial flavors and things like cokes and stuff like that which is crap uh, if you can have like a tonic or, or fizzy water as well um and have real sugar in there instead of these artificial crap uh, that they put in so that's just my little tips for you uh, otherwise yeah today's interview is with dr thomas levy he's a board certified cardiologist he's author of many many books as i said before we've had him on for vitamin c today we're going to be talking about his book the toxic tooth and all about root canals and other treatments are going on with the mouth so without further ado here he is enjoy and i'll see you on the other side an area since the last time we spoke correct yeah i'm in florida i was in colorado all oh, right florida nice is it is it quite warm warm there this time of year no it's quite cool oh is it yeah nice yeah. but not too cool it's not cold is it over there no no but i have my long sleeve shirt on yeah you don't get the temperatures i suppose down there what's the what's the lowest it gets well, you'll get a few days that are in the fifties, uh, yeah, but not many. What was that like? A morning? Do you ever get a morning frost? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you for coming back on the show, uh, Doctor Levy. It's really a pleasure to have you. Um, the last time we spoke, we spoke all about vitamin C, and that interview's been watched by well, tens of thousands of people now, which is awesome. Uh, got lots of great feedback on that. Um, so, thank you for that, and. Um, Today we're going to be talking about your your book, The Toxic Tooth, um, which I think came out in 2013, 14, was that correct? Uh, let's see, just hang on just a second, I think that was, uh, yeah, 2014, that was right. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you're a cardiologist as well, and one of the, one of the quotes I've seen, I mean, I've watched a movie um, recently called Root Calls, um, where... where a guy documents his the issues that he had around his root canal. So, just what what was it that made you write or co-author the book, um, the Toxic Tooth? Well, gosh, the roots of that, if you will, started some twenty five years ago with Dr. Hal Huggins, mm-hmm. uh, who I met back in Colorado Springs, and I think about nineteen ninety three, and. I had the opportunity to not only see what dental infections and dental toxicity could do to the health in general by witnessing the responses Dr. Huggins got when he cleaned out the mouth and started the quality supplement program. One of the things that he brought to my attention very early on was the toxic and infected nature of all root canals, uh, which initially started with Dr. Weston Price, a researcher for, of all places, the American Dental Association back in the 1930s. And he just demonstrated that uh, all the root canals were toxic. Uh, Since Dr. Huggins picked up the ball, if you will, he worked with Dr. Boyd Haley of the University of Kentucky, and they coordinated with dentists across the country and had Dr. Haley... Uh, examine and test over 5,000 consecutive extracted root canals and using a toxicity test that saw whether the contents of these teeth could inhibit 
critical enzymes relating to energy production of the body, it became very clear that 100% of these teeth were toxic. Uh, and in just in case anybody thinks the test was flawed, they also <clears throat> had a few control teeth where they just examined teeth that were removed for orthodontic reasons to, to help grow spaces in, and these teeth were completely non-toxic. So it's just a situation where when you take out basically the guts, the core of the tooth, the connective tissue, the blood supply, the nerves, not surprisingly, the immune system no longer has access to the tooth. And as a result, in a area filled with bacteria, viruses, and pathogens like the mouth, nothing stays sterile if it has no immune defense and the root canal uh root canal teeth has no immune defense so there's lots of stuff you said that i want to get into especially around dr weston prices um what he did with rabbits which i'd love you to go into and i also want to talk about why conventional dentists don't know about this but what you just said there so they take the gut so that so root canal 100% toxic, 100% transfer infection. That's, that's a huge... That means everyone who's got one has an infection in there somehow. Um, but what... So what happens is they, they take the, the root of this tooth out, they cut and, and, and they fill it over. So it's almost like taxidermy, keeping a dead, a dead, uh, a dead organ in the body. Um, but that bacteria can fester. And, that, and that's what... And because the immune system can't get to it, that's where the issue comes up. Is that, is that correct? Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, a lot of the bacteria that initially come into the tooth or anything else inside the mouth for that matter, gum tissue, etc., it's not necessarily horribly pathogenic, but just like botulism, when you trap the spores of botulism inside an anaerobic vacuum-packed tube, you start producing anaerobically in the absence of oxygen uh, incredibly potent toxins. And the same thing happens to many of the aerobic bacteria in the mouth when they become trapped in the anaerobic oxygen-deprived uh, environment uh, inside the tooth. So absolutely, there's things that take place uniquely uh, inside the tooth that make the pathogens and the microbes even more toxic than they would be otherwise right i can completely understand it's like it's a breeding ground for bacteria basically um it can breed and breed and and then, yeah it becomes and it's it's interesting we're going to go into disease and what and why and why it happens but just out of curiosity uh dr levy why don't conventional dentists know how toxic root canals are well I'm not convinced that most of them don't know they're toxic, okay? But that's another story when you're talking about uh, the motivations of people, whether they know something, don't know something. I know there's a lot of physicians and dentists out there that they might have a suspicion or even a conviction that something might be true that they don't want to know, and rather than examine the information, they'll prefer to pre pretend that it doesn't exist so they can basically assert they've never been confronted with the information and can continue to practice the way they want to practice and not be inconvenienced by having to change some of the basic ways in which they practice. I mean, I felt for a long time that most doctors and dentists are just good people and I'm just not so sure that's true anymore because there's a lot of this information out there. It's in the general medical literature. It's hidden in plain sight as the expression goes. And I just can't accept anymore that uh, dentists don't know root canals are infected any more than I can accept the fact that physicians refuse to use something as vital as vitamin C in treating their patients because of its efficacy uh, and its lack of expense. So I, I just can't stand blindly in defense of healthcare practitioners that refuse to do due diligence and look at the current and recent scientific and medical and dental literature. Yeah, I completely. I mean, it's something that I've always said for a long time. Yeah, I really agree with that um, because I think it's just 
how can it's like in the age of information ignorance is almost a choice you know this is well documented people like yourself have been writing about it for years I mean if you look at the people you had on that on that movie route calls him out of dentists coming out and saying you said in there as well I mean it's 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 quite it's it's almost quite shocking to such an extent that lots of these procedures that are performed daily are so dangerous to the human body so toxic and it's amazing that the human body can even be how it can survive and still carry on you know but these infections can as um I think it. I think it wasn't Fraser, was it? I'm trying to think of the the guy's name in the movie Root Cause. He had so much, so many chronic fatigue. He was really um, every morning he woke up confused. He was very slow. Had lots of brain fog, and he went through lots and lots of natural remedies to try and get rid of um, and to try and increase his immune system. But I mean, although he felt a little bit better, nothing got to the root cause of it until he had that root root canal extracted. Um, and it's something that a lot of people just don't. I mean. So obviously, general public, they don't know this, fair enough. I mean, it's not something that they will be researching. Then they go to their dentist expecting the dentist to know because they're professional, right? Exactly. Um, so one of the things, I put a couple of posts up from you last week and also from Dr. Thomas Rowe. Um, your one said um, root canals um, are the number one cause of heart disease, um, period, basically. I think that, it, it abbreviated Root canals are the number one cause of heart disease, period. And Dr. Thomas Rue talks about how 97% of his, of his patients who had breast cancer had a root canal on the same side. Now, how, what, what are the links here between uh, heart disease and root canals uh, and also heart disease and, uh, and also sorry, root canals and cancer? Well, you know, I wouldn't even call them links. I'd call them cause and effect. Mm. That's exactly one of the things that what both medicine and dentistry does to minimize the importance of relationships, as they call them links, associations, correlations. Mm -hmm. But at least in the case of heart disease, we have the solid evidence it's cause and effect, cause and effect. Here's an example for you. There's um, a study, and it was in 2006, and for people that don't want to do their mathematics, that's a full 12 years ago now, uh, they had a researcher who cored out the plaques, the, the atheromas that are in coronary artery disease patients at angiogram called atherectomy. They scraped out the plaque and they examined the plaque under the microscope with PCR, polymerase chain reaction testing, looking for pathogens. And they found on the order of greater than 50 periodontal and root canal related pathogens inside these coronary artery atherosclerotic plaques, that's what causes heart attacks. And guess what? They did 38 consecutive patients, and you know how many they found this in? 38. 38, mm. which last time I checked is pretty close to 100%. Yeah. So the, the point being is that we've also had a study in 2013 where they looked at people who had acute heart attacks now, when you have a heart attack, you usually have a fixed blockage of 50, 60, 70, 80%. And then there's an acute event where you have a soft platelet clot that acutely block off the rest of the blood vessel, stop the blood flow, cause the heart attack. Well, they did 101 consecutive people in Finland, did angiograms, and suctioned out these soft blood clots, these soft platelet clots, and examined them, just like they examined the blood plaque, uh, the atherosclerotic plaque in the other study. And they found 80% of them had uh, a large number of pathogens from root canal origin. Another 30% had them from periodontal origin. And here's the kicker. The concentration of pathogens inside those platelet blood clots that acutely caused the heart attack was 16-fold, 1,600% higher concentration than the surrounding plasma. That, my friend, is cause and effect. That's not correlation. That's infections in the mouth directly causing the heart attack. Yet, and get a, whole, get a listen to this, this was published in 2013 in Circulation. For those of you who don't know, Circulation is the primary subspecialty journal of cardiologists around the world. 
Now, how many doggone cardiologists are routinely evaluating the mouth today? Practically none. I call that malpractice. I'm just going to let that sit for a minute because that's, that's, I mean, that's a big claim. And um, I think that people need to understand that. It's, it's amazing how many of these – so I remember who I had on the show before I, I, uh, who said, if you want research to be ignored, get it published in a medical journal um, or even write a book about it. And people will uh, – it's amazing. This has been going on for 2006, as you said, 12, 12 years ago and then published again. It's it's huge. With 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 the link, um, you're saying about the bacteria, uh, Doctor Levy. With the with people don't understand the importance of the mouth and the teeth into their overall health. They have they have all, all teeth are connected to different organs, correct? And the different and different meridian lines. Is this correct? Well, there's definitely links between different teeth and different organ systems, uh, and certainly there are some dramatic cases where. An infection in one tooth has a different effect than an infection in another tooth. But I think it's important for people to understand the important thing is whether the tooth is infected or not. Mm -hmm. And the meridian lines I call magnifiers and modulators. I mean, they, they have differing effects on what the toxicity is going to result in in the body, but the toxicity is still coming in and needs to be dealt with. Right, got you. And so it's the same sort of thing with 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 the breast with the breast cancer. You know that toxin, those toxins of. Well, it, I mean, Doctor Monsieur was trying to get him on the show as well, but that's a big claim. Ninety-seven percent of his patients that he's seen with breast cancer also had a root canal on the same side. I mean. And once again, that can't be correlation. I mean, the correlation and causation. Sorry, that can't be the side link. That's got to be, you know, that's got to be correlation. That's got to be. That's got. Ninety-seven percent is, they like said before, it's close to one hundred percent, basically as it gets. So there's got to be a telltale sign there that something's going on, right? Absolutely. Uh, you were looking for cause and effect. It has to effect. be cause Absolutely. and effect. And in fact, uh, in the case of breast disease, breast lumps, and breast cancer, when you actually take the breast biopsy tissue, whether it's already cancerous or just precancerous, you reliably find, guess what, periodontal and gum and root canal related pathogens. And when you do thermography, which is the test where you look at different heat distributions in the body, you will also reliably see, reliably see red streaks indicating additional warmth going in tracks in the lymphatic circulation from these teeth directly on down into the breasts. Mm. So, you know, these are very real things. And uh, these periodontal pathogens, they're, they're, they're all over the place. We've found them, uh, not we, not me personally, researchers have found them in the ruptured aneurysms inside people's head. Uh, so a lot of the pathogens, of course, go to the coronary arteries. Some of the pathogens go straight up into the head. They find them inside the pericardial fluid around the heart in patients with coronary disease. They also find them, not surprisingly, because what do you do 24-7 is you swallow. So you swallow these pathogens and they're correlated with, we don't have clear cause and effect here, they're correlated with a wide variety of gastrointestinal uh, tumors and cancers. Uh, so pretty much wherever these pathogens end up, you have massively increased oxidative stress, which directly leads to the disease and often leads to malignant transformation or cancer. Yeah, and that's uh, it's, it's what people people it's it's amazing to me. People don't understand the importance of the health of their teeth. How like the teeth and the spine, when you're in the fetus, are like, connected. They think comes from those places, and they're extremely important. Now, Doctor Weston Price, who you mentioned earlier, he was a dentist, and he did done some f fantastic work. He's got a brilliant book out, um, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, that 
it just shows how important <laughs> diet is, nutrition is to overall health as well as the teeth. He did a study with rabbits, correct, that showed exactly how these toxic teeth, that when he, when he moved the tooth, he put it under a rabbit's skin, and whatever the illness of that person had, the rabbit would then contract that illness. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct, as astonishing as it may sound. And what made his work even more impressive is, let's say, somebody with uh, an infected tooth had a neurologic disease. The tooth would come out, as you said. It would just sort of be tucked subcutaneously under the skin of the rabbit. And usually within a few days, the rabbit was demonstrating the same neurologic disease to the point of dying. But Dr. Price took it a step further and then he would remove this tooth and sequentially put it under the skin of 30, 40, 50 more rabbits in a row. And there was still enough toxic potency inside this tooth, if you will, to cause 100% of those rabbits to manifest and die of the same neurologic syndrome. So, so it was, uh, and, and you know, I might add too, because I see this in my email, people that are talking, naysayers that just don't want to believe this. One of the classical statements that you repeatedly hear by the low information opposition we're talking about is, oh, the focal infection theory of disease, focal infection being teeth and causing disease elsewhere through the body, has long since been thoroughly disproved. Of course it hasn't. All of this information is still there, still unexplained, except by the obvious fact that when you have focal infections in one place, they can disseminate very easily and they can spread their toxins very easily. But the only thing, if you will, the loyal opposition has to offer is just to assert it has been proven not to be true when that's a complete and total fabrication. Um. I mean, I don't know how they can keep going against the. I mean, when someone has a root canal pulled and they've had all these all these illnesses, they get it pulled and their body starts to heal and recover, and they don't have all these issues issues anymore. It's just like, how can you? That's unrefutable evidence, and that's and it's not as to say it's one person. It's not. It's happened to millions of people. Uh, I, I know lots myself, and it's just you can't deny that evidence. And I've got dentists who've been listening to this. I've got I've got friends who've got dentists, and they've got and they've got and I've, and I've got friends who've got parents who are dentists. And you know, one of the other things that they use is fluoride, something that I really don't agree with at all. And I had Doctor uh, David Kennedy on our show um, before. I think he was like the head of the oral toxicology in the whole of America for years. And this is a guy who's with for 30 years, and he was saying how bad fluoride is, but yet they still use fluoride. It's amazing that, that these, these things can still be said to be good or, there's, or disproved. Or just, how much evidence do they need before they start to actually take notice? Well, you know, that's a good point, and I don't really know the answer, but uh, it's repeatedly, in my opinion, been shown throughout history is that when People are trying to promote one point of view that's been thoroughly shown to be wrong. They find the best way or really the only way to deal with it is just to state that they're right and they've been proven right. And if they control the media, which oftentimes uh, the this side of medicine, just like in politics, they control the media. Media, if enough of the media are just willing to repeat the statement over and over again that focal infection is a disproven wrong concept, uh, no, most people don't have the time to research or the inclination to want to research something for themselves. Yeah. They just understandably and tragically trust the mainstream media, which pretty much promotes all these mainstream medicine ideas. Uh, as their source of information. Uh, uh, you know, you mentioned about fluoride. I got to mention this to the, the listeners uh, in New Zealand. And I'm, I was so pleased to hear this because I think it's a major thing in and of itself. But also it indicates the fact that the law might finally be catching up with proven medicine like we're talking about because... I don't know exactly what the case was, but the Supreme Court of New Zealand 
ended up ruling that fluoride was mass medication. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty a pretty profound conclusion for them to reach. And, of course, the appropriate conclusion, regardless of what the case was. Yeah, I mean, it poisons enzymes. It's one of the most pro- proto- uh, toxic protoplasmic um, substances known to man. It can eat through concrete and asphalt. And what it does to the brain and, and the body, it's just amazing that dentists still use it. You know, I just... It's uh, yeah, it's amazing, and yeah, I think New Zealand. I think yeah, I think I, I did read that article actually. I think it was New Zealand, uh, it's, 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 which is which is brilliant. Um, but yeah, one dose for everyone, <laughs> one dose for everyone. The water supply, and they were trying to put. I think they were also trying to put in America statin drugs in the in the water, uh, which is I've actually got Doctor Tom uh, Jack Wolfson on um, after you this evening, and we talk about that as well. But putting statin drugs in the water supply, it's just. Madness. Uh, I, I mean, no, no one's as a human. Our health was developed with nutrition and air and clean water. We didn't develop our health, the immune system, through taking synthetic toxic drugs. You know, um, it just seems amazing. Well, pe- people certainly have nutrient deficiencies, but they never have prescription drug deficiencies. Yeah, that's one of the things that I love. That that's one of the things I always say. You never, no one's ever been born deficient in medication. Um, so it's amazing. So just to just to get just to just carry on um, with with the root canals because I want to understand for people. So for people because I want to also get onto cavitation as well. And so people out there, if they've got a root canal, what can they do or what should they do? Well, this is where the individual patients desires come into play i say that because whenever you're talking about a metal or medical or a dental intervention there's preference on the part of the patients there's economics on the part of the patients and you have to well first of all some patients will say you know i don't want that tooth extracted it feels fine do what do what else is best for me well uh On the other hand, a patient that tells you uh, the most important thing to me is my general health and I have these root canals and I've heard that they're infected, I want to safeguard my health, take them out. Well, when the patient expresses they want them to take them out, they should have the right to have them extracted. I say this because a lot of endodontists, the root canal specialists, will not heed the patient's wishes. And they'll say, well, that's a perfectly good tooth. I can't um, ethically remove a perfectly good tooth. But they missed the point that before that patient ever got the root canal, they came in with a tooth that presumably was painful and grossly infected. And of course, they didn't know what the best thing was to do. And They had the option at that time of having the tooth extracted or have a root canal done. Well, if they opted for a root canal, why several months or years later do they lose the right of extraction? It's still their mouth, their tooth, their body. And if they decided the root canal didn't work out the way they wanted, they should have the right to demand extraction, no matter what the doggone endodontist thinks about it being a perfectly fine, although uniformly infected tooth. So the best thing for the health is extraction. Now, on the other hand, uh, sometimes root canals leak a lot. Sometimes root canals don't leak that much. And a root canal for one person can be highly toxic and a root canal for another person might not be so toxic. The only problem is there still have been no studies done that will clearly delineate whether or not you're in the high risk or the low risk category. So it's the patient that's playing Russian roulette with their life, if you will, as to whether or not they want to have years of exposure to toxins and pathogens that could metastasize throughout their body and initiate and provoke a wide range of diseases or just to take a safer route. So if you went to a holistic dentist, they would know how to, I mean, normal dentists might want to extract, but a holistic dentist would actually understand what, what's going on here. Also, you said there, because so, a lot of people won't actually understand that a lot of these infections are not painful in the mouth. They'd be having, their, their symptoms would be somewhere else. But 
and also x-rays don't show it because it's only 2D, but there is a, a 360-degree scan that you can get that can show where the bacteria is. Is this correct? The Yeah, the three-dimensional cone beam examination called a 3D x-ray is a very, very good. When it's done with, ex with exceptional competence and interpreted properly, uh, you pretty much see evidence of some degree of abscess on all root canals, right. certainly on the order of 97, uh, 98%. Right. And so if you see that, then you, you know, because said before, a lot of people won't be experiencing any pain in their mouth. These, um, these were like painless infections um, that people have, but they've got these symptoms everywhere else. But for people who don't want to have the tooth out, what would, what would be some things that they could do? Would it be like having um, foods that are able to just to boost immune system, able to draw out toxins, high levels of vitamin C? Would these be things they could do? Well, the things I would recommend, <clears throat> I would recommend if you're determined to keep a root canal would be to first find a physician who's willing to practice a little bit outside of the mainstream box. By that, I mean in order to determine for yourself how badly or significantly a root canal might be impacting your health, you need to track certain blood work. You need, of course, to look at the metabolic things, the cholesterol, triglycerides, glucose, and you also need to look at lab work that indicates body-wide inflammation like CRP, C-reactive protein. You know, if the CRP is elevated, uh, and if your 3D x-ray shows a substantial abscess on the tip of the tooth and you don't want the tooth extracted, you might consider what's called a redo root canal with, in the hopes that it'll be done more competently and the tooth will be sealed up better. Right. However, probably the best thing to protect yourself against not just the toxicity of root canals, but of any focal infection anywhere in your body, you know, like tonsils, gums, you name it, is to perfectly adjust your thyroid function, okay? Many, many people, probably on the order of almost 60, 70%, I would say, in my opinion, of the world's population, is at least minimally hypothyroid, minimally hypothyroid. And this is a Critical point because thyroid function modulates oxidative stress throughout the body and it also directly involves whether or not a focal infection metastasizes or stays placed. A Dr. Broda Barnes in the 1970s treated 1,600 patients with mild hypothyroidism with thyroid extract over a 20-year period. And now he didn't address diabetes, high blood pressure, infected teeth, root canals, nothing. All he did was perfectly adjust their thyroid function to make them normal thyroid. And over a 20-year period, 1,600 patients, there were four heart attacks only. Mm -hmm. This should have been on the order of 80, okay? Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, when people would drop out and decide to stop taking their thyroid, then there was a high incidence of heart attacks again. So it would appear that adjusting your thyroid perfectly can give you a substantial, but not absolute, a substantial protection against focal infection metastasis, which now appears to be the primary, if not virtually only, cause for all the heart attacks we see around the world today so increasing your thyroid health increasing your overall health doing what you can that's uh, that's awesome and so so for people for people that people are saying well i've got an infected tooth um my dentist has said i need a root canal but listening to this i really don't want one like i don't I find a holistic dentist or a natural dentist what what are my other options uh what can i do what are the other options people have got well, if you don't have too much of an aversion to dental procedures and your pocket is deep enough, the, the best thing to do is to have an infected tooth taken out and to have an implant put in. Now, I want to say there's a lot of confusion about implants. Uh, 
These days, people, dentists mostly use zirconia, which is probably superior to titanium. It's like a, cer- it's like a ceramic. Say- is that like a ceramic, what, zirconia? No, no, it's not. That's, that's, that's different right. fillings. So, that, uh, that, uh, can't, can't you get a ceramic? I thought I've read and researched you can get ceramic implants as well. Am I going, is it, that's completely wrong. I'm not sure. It sounds logical. It's an ongoing field. I'm not completely on top of all the implant literature, okay. so I can't tell you. That's all right, because ceramic doesn't harbor bacteria. That's the other thing that's just really good for it. But <clears throat> sorry, carry on. Zirconia. But but the important thing is that most people are getting negligent about is post implant care. You right. got to remember when you do an implant, you're not involving any blood supply, lymphatics, and all these other things at the at the tip of the implant like you are with a natural tooth. You basically have the implant sitting there in bone, and over time. If things work out well, the bone incorporates and grows in and you have a good, hard, solid implant. What causes implant failure is infection. What causes infection is letting your gums deteriorate to the point where the pathogens in the mouth can migrate down the implant. So I always emphasize if you get a technically well done implant by a good, competent implant dentist you will in all likelihood statistically do well indefinitely as long as every day you you use a little water pick or water irrigation with a little water a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and keep that gum line up against the implant as healthy as possible because that's the only place that the pathogens enter to cause the ultimate problem that would not only cause you to lose the implant, but would also cause it to be chronically infected for a few months or a few years before you finally decide to get it extracted. And that would be a period of time where your body and your, your immune system could su- sustain some serious damage before you finally realize you need to get it taken out. Okay, so that's a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and water. What about coconut oil? Would that work? I have no experience with that, so I'm not in a position to say yay or nay. Okay, no worries. And so, so that's so that's the implant. So some implants, though, are titanium, which is basically nickel. That that you'd avoid them, wouldn't you? With the with the option of zirconia, now yes, I would. Yeah, yeah. And people have got a couple of other options. Is a, isn't a bridge one and caps another one? Yeah, well, it all depends, too, on the anatomy that's remaining inside your mouth. Uh, A permanent bridge is a good option. Uh, However, the downside of a permanent bridge, which is, you know, you have uh, something going across the space and and it's anchored on two normal teeth. The problem is you have to shave down those normal teeth and and perhaps prematurely over time, uh, subject them to problems they might not have had otherwise. Right. Uh, and sometimes the trauma on those teeth can cause uh, a more of a propensity towards secondary uh, infection over time. But it's a sound, uh, if it's done technically well, uh, a lot of people do very, very long time without a problem with toxicity with permanent bridges. Uh, partial plates, when when there's more teeth missing, uh, that are present, you know, you sometimes need to put a whole little removable plate in there. Not a complete denture, but, you know, sometimes you have the little partial plates that have three or four teeth on it that uh, lock into place when you when you snap it inside your mouth. So, so all of those are options. They depend on finance, individual choice, unique anatomy of your mouth, uh, and a bunch of other factors. Yeah. With the dentures, the bromelain on there from the plastic, is it not toxic at all? Well, you know, the pink inside dentures, uh, I believe, if I recall from Dr. Huggins, is a a mercury-based pigment. Mm. Now, I don't know how much mercury leaches out of that. We know for sure Lots of mercury comes out the amalgam fillings. Yeah. But I know Dr. Dr. Huggins would uh, would routinely make those clear rather than pink. Uh, and um, and people did well with them. But uh, I don't know that that's a severe point of toxicity, but, but certainly a potential one. Okay. And what about uh, just a couple of things? Veneers? Are veneers okay? 
Um, you know, the problem with veneers, as I see it, is when you coat a tooth with anything, one thing that uh, a lot of people and even a lot of dentists don't often realize is that even though it's a hard substance, it's like bone, the tooth, there's a fluid flow that's continually taking place in a normal tooth. And when it's normal, the fluid flow is from inside the tooth out. So it's sort of a flushing effect where the tooth is actually getting rid of toxins and other metabolic byproducts. Oftentimes when you do a root canal on a tooth, an additional thing you do to it is the fluid flow reverses and you start pulling stuff from the mouth inside the tooth. So when you heavily coat something, put veneers on it, one downside, I can't say it's going to be something that's going to be bad for everybody, but one downside is you seal off a large amount of the tooth and you basically stop the ability for this natural, healthy, from the inside to out fluid flow from taking place. Right, it's like, a, I get what you say, it's like a self, yeah, it's a self-cleaning sort of, it's the way the body works, it, it, the fluid, the saliva, um, all the other things that are going on through, through the tooth, yeah, it stops it, and so with the, with the mercury for this, touch on a little bit there, the amalgams, I mean, these are these are pretty toxic. They off gas quite a lot, and I'm, I mean, I'm surprised dentists. I mean, you might you may know more than me, but do dentists get sick with dealing with these things? I mean, they must be off gassing all, all day long with these. Absolutely. I mean, the, it's been documented in the literature, statistical literature, for some time that uh, one of the <laughs> it's, it's sad, it's sad, but one of the profession leading professions for suicide. Uh, is dentistry, okay? And one of the things that long-term progressive accumulation does inside your head is depression. So when depression gets bad enough, the uh, upshot of that or the outshot of that is that uh, there's a much greater incidence of depression. Uh, also, as you get a lot of mercury exposure, you have a less stable personality, you become more irritable, uh, and a lot of other things. And along the same lines, dentists have some of the highest incidence among professionals of divorce, which would follow from not being completely comfortable personality-wise with yourself uh, and with your spouse. So, I mean, those are soft indicators. I mean, uh, but, but statistics do indicate overall that dentists suffer with more of these problems than other professions that don't have a clear mercury exposure, yes. Yeah, okay, imagine. And, and people, obviously, they've got them in their mouth. I mean, every time they eat something warm or they chew something or they grind their teeth or, yeah, drink something warm, these things are off-gassing all day long. I think Dr. David Candy's got a great um, video on YouTube as well about this where he just brushes the tooth and you can see the amount of mercury that comes off of it. It's, it's actually... It's very, very scary. So if people haven't watched it, I can't remember what it's called, but you think it's got Dr. David Kennedy, Toxic or Mercury Tooth, you better see it. Um, but Dr. Levy, the other, th the other thing, that when, when, when um, watching the movie and um, the, 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 the man has his root canal taken out and all of a sudden he feels a lot better, but then all of a sudden he starts to feel a bit worse and he has something called a cavitation come up. Now... What, why would why would someone get uh, in a cavita cavitation? Because, I mean, he had his tooth completely extracted. And for a lot of people, they say that that's the best, right? You have your tooth extracted, you can, it's not your front. And you let the, the bone fill in, and then that, that becomes quite healthy. But why would someone get a cavitation? First of all, what is a cavitation? And second of all, why would they get a cavitation? Well, a cavitation occurs from incomplete healing in a socket where a tooth came out, uh, oftentimes an infected tooth, but not necessarily because we see them commonly, commonly at uh, wisdom tooth extraction sites. But the thing is, is there's a very thick, strong ligament inside the bone called the periodontal ligament that the tooth sits in. It's kind of like a shock absorber for the tooth. I mean, you don't have tooth directly into bone. You have tooth directly into ligament that goes into bone and when you extract the tooth and you don't specifically do an additional short procedure 
to route out the remaining periodontal ligament, there's no natural signal for the adjacent bone to fill into that hole. They just see that the periodontal ligament's still there. Biologically, it's sensed that the tooth is still there, so no healing takes place in. It only takes place at the top of the hole, and you form a little thin cap of bone over top, but it's sitting there inside a hole. And unfortunately, that hole, while it's developing, is sitting inside one of the most uh, pathogen, microbe-dense areas on the planet, which is your mouth. So they're all invariably highly infected, highly toxic, uh, and clinically and histologically look every bit like wet gangrene. Mm. Now, as horrible as it sounds, when a cavitation is very small, it's clinically and pretty much inconsequential. When it gets large and it starts to take over more bone, get deep into the socket, spread along the nerve and start infecting other tooth, it can become massively symptomatic. So uh, cavitations are a big mixed bag uh, in terms of clinical impact. Uh, and the best way to deal with them is to use ozone injections, clean them out, give good support. And even if you don't get a eventual complete obliteration of the cavitation, if you just take a large cavitation and eventually make it heal down to a small cavitation, you're still going to be doing a great deal of good for that person's health. Perfect. And there's things that you can do, as you said, ozone there. I'm guessing uh, the, 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 would, would the um, peroxide help here as well? Uh, well, the, the ozone would, would be the best. basically, if you will, a superior form of, of oxygen treatment uh, than the peroxide was. So, so no, the ozone would, uh, you wouldn't need to use additional forms of oxygen for something like that. Cool, perfect. And so just with people out there who have, got, who have had the root canal for a while, um, I mean, it's cavitation, so once, you, once you've got that cleaned out and the bone heal, should heal over, hopefully. Um, for people who've had root canals for a while, and they're like, well, I've, I feel absolutely fine. Um, what, would you, what would you say to them? Is it, is it a ticking time bomb, or can some people be absolutely fine with them? With, I'm sorry, I didn't catch. With, fine with, with, with a root canal, is it a ticking time bomb, or are some people going to be fine with them? Is, it, is their constitution going to be strong enough to, to, get, to be, be healthy? Yeah, it's the, that's, and that's what I alluded to earlier. It's a big yes and no. Uh, the same type of root canal could bring one patient down very quickly. And if the other person has a strong immune system, perfectly adjusted thyroid hormone and sex hormone, testosterone and estrogen status, they can keep focal infections focal and not disseminate. Like I said, the only problem is we need the big long-term studies to determine what parameters we can track so that we know ahead of time whether or not a root canal is going to be devastating for one person versus clinically inconsequential for another. Because before people out there and dentists and endodontists say, oh, Dr. Levy says extract all root canals, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there are a lot of people that live long and seemingly healthy with root canals in place. We just don't know which ones they are. And when a patient comes to you and says, uh, doctor, do what's best for my long-term health until we get more sophisticated studies, the choice has to be for the root, to, root canal to come out until they can find a way that we can know for sure that the infection is being contained. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. So with the implants, there are tests that you can do to see if, if you're um, going to be more, uh, if your body's going to react well to them. You can get blood tests done for that, correct? For, for which things? For implants, to see if your body's going to react well with certain implants. Uh, I don't, no, I don't think we really have tests that could detect that ahead oh, no. of time. You just need a generally healthy person who's, Bone is of good quality, uh, healing capacity is of good quality, and they're not suffering from different coagulation disorders or severe or advanced osteoporosis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you can expect 
to have a reasonably good, a statistically good response to an implant procedure. So, if someone just so if someone has got is is actually quite ill, Dr. or they have got quite a few chronic illnesses and their immune system is not very strong, and they have an infected or acutely affected tooth, tooth, uh, and or mercury in their mouth, would you? I mean, would you, for example, they had the weak immune system and they were taking mercury out of their mouth, could that be quite dangerous for them if they don't get them properly, the immune system can't handle it? And also with the acute abscesses, etc., if they pulled them out, couldn't, couldn't the bacteria in there go into the body further? So would that be something you have to be very, very cautious about doing? Well, first and foremost, uh, especially if somebody is limited in their ability to pay for dental care, which is a real factor, yep. uh, is... Uh, if you have mercury in your mouth and you have one or two infected teeth in your mouth, first and foremost priority far and away for your long-term health is to get the infected teeth out. And later on down the road, if you can afford it, to, to get the mercury addressed as well. But you're just, uh, you're just a drop in the bucket, almost literally, if you take out mercury and you leave infected teeth unaddressed. So infections always need the priority in terms of the degree to which they contribute to body-wide increased oxidative stress and the ongoing support of chronic disease and the new development of things like cancer and coronary artery disease. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you have to make sure everything's in place first. So for people out there, obviously prevention is much better than cure. What are some of the things that they should be doing every day? Obviously, cleaning your teeth, but are there other things that people could be doing every day to keep their teeth nice and healthy and strong? Well, you know, you pretty much alluded to it. The, the, the water pick with, a, with water and like a teaspoon or so of 3% hydrogen peroxide and your favorite mouthwash is an excellent way to keep things in pretty good shape. I, I think it's far more important than flossing, for example. Uh, general brushing, of course, is good. Uh, avoid the fluoride. Uh, and, you know, you keep your mouth in good shape, you're going to do a lot of good for your general health. Of course, um, I don't know, I think most of your listeners know I've written a lot about vitamin C. Yep. Quality vitamin C and antioxidation supplementation is critical. You cannot get enough antioxidants to optimally support your health from any diet, no matter how quality it is. So that's just something that needs to be understood. I mean, what, nothing is more wonderful than a quality diet properly digested, but it will never at this point in time uh, with the fact that uh, the body doesn't make its own vitamin C, that you can just rely on a quality diet. I might add there's a new product out there that somebody uh, uh, has me working with that might end up being something that helps people synthesize vitamin C that could represent a major advance for diseases in general. But uh, right now, uh, it's important just to Take your vitamin D, your vitamin K, your vitamin C, and your magnesium. Those are what I call the big four. And as many other quality supplements that you can afford and are comfortable. I mean, when people say, what do I take? I said, I don't know what you should take. Uh, there's thousands of things <laughs> out there. and They're all good for you. Yeah. But if you, if you take them all, you'll be broke and you won't have any time left to eat. Yeah. So. You know, everybody has to model this for themselves go, with their physician, uh, with their blood work, with their unique disease and problems that they have. Yeah, 100%. With the, with the vitamin C, if you haven't watched or haven't listened to our interview before, I think it's number four, number five, uh, where we, we talk all about vitamin C. But you, you, um, you sell your own vitamin C, right, at peakenergy.com. Is that correct? Uh, I'm a consultant to uh, the live-on laboratories that makes the liposome encapsulated, and that's, uh, in my opinion, the most superior form of vitamin C out there. Uh, with a colleague, we now have another product called Formula 216, Formula 216, which uh, initial test is supporting the idea that they actually 
helps unblock the enzyme in the liver so that people can make their own vitamin C. I think this is going to be a, a really exciting addition to the armamentarium for people to keep themselves healthy. No, there's, there's a, I'm sorry. I was going to say, when's that coming up? It's out. It's actually been out about three or four weeks. Oh, awesome. And, and where can the, we find that? The website is formula, F-O-R-M-U-L-A, 216216formula216.com. Dot com. And the other liposomal, that's on, what website is that on? That's liveonlabs, L-I-V-O-N-L-A-B-S.com. And across the pond where you are, it's altriant.com, A-L-T-R-I-E-N-T.com. A-L-T-R-I-E-N-T. No, Altrian. A right. A L T R I E N T. Altrian.com. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Got you. Dot com. Okay. Awesome. So we can get that there. Oh, I have to give them a uh, shout and maybe try and get them on. Um, get a little affiliate with them going because they'll like like that. The Formula Two Sixteen sounds very interesting. I'll be interested to uh, try that. Will you be shipping to the UK? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Though, I mean, you know, there's. I'm pretty sure. Yes, sir. But I'm I'm not involved in the shipping involvement, so I don't want to make an absolute statement. But okay. yes, they send it around the world. I'm quite sure. Perfect. So, just to end, is there anything else you'd like to add, uh, Doctor Levy, about toxic teeth or about what people can do or what people should do? Well, one thing I need to slip in there really quick is uh, infected teeth and root canals pretty much often reliably infect the tonsils as well. So. When you have infected teeth taken out and you're still not doing well or you're relapsing, oftentimes that can be tracked down to an infected tonsil, which you either need to address with a series of ozone injections or ultimately if your CRP and other things stay high, you have to consider getting taken out, which yeah. is a horrible thing for an adult, but sometimes the necessary thing to regain your health. Yeah, the tonsils are something that they seem to take them out in kids very, very quickly. But that's not, a lot of kids are eating terrible diets. Yeah, and so it's just being bombarded by toxins. Their immune system's not strong enough to, to deal with it. And I'd say, look, if you're, if you're eating well and you're living, living well, then it's something that you probably don't need to be taken out if you get your immune system strong. But that is a time. Tonsils, the tonsils are very poor at detoxifying themselves, I think, um, if, if I remember rightly from reading. Uh, if they get really chronically, I didn't. Didn't you have an issue with your tonsils? Uh, yes, I'm talking about a situation that nearly killed me, right. or gave me a substantial heart attack. Yes, yeah. sir. I my CRP was up. I'd read about Dr. Issel's work in Germany, where he said all of his cancer patients had infected tonsils, and they all had infected teeth. Right. And I was getting chest pain, and I said, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die of a heart attack with these damn tonsils in my head." And I got them taken out the next day, and the ENT doctor after the surgery came up and said, that's pretty impressive. I said, what? He said, well, when I went and grabbed the tonsil on the left side, which looked normal, looked normal, pus started coming out. And that was the same side where I'd had my root canal 20 years earlier. Mm, that says it already. That says yes. it all. So, yeah, awesome. And that's something that people need to to look into, too. It's amazing how these things, you know, how the body can keep on surviving. It's, it's amazing how it can keep on surviving. But eventually, you always say, it's like you blow, blow up a balloon. Eventually, one day it bursts. And uh, that's when you need to really... And that's why prevention is so much better than cure. So if you can actually go into it. But if you have got issues, and these are all things you need to look into, your teeth, your tonsils, your overall health. But, doc, Doctor, that's... Um, Really, thank you for coming on the show again. It was uh, awesome. I think we've got some great information out there um, for people. And um, really look forward to trying your Formula 216 and uh, the other liposomal C. Because the other liposomal C I've tried, I think, is Dr. McCullough's one. I'm not that convinced by that. Yes, I. we, we have indications that it's not really a liposomal preparation. Uh, I've, I've written about that that and people that want to write me i can give them information cool perfect well thank you very much and um yeah have a great day all right thanks for having me on again ryan take care bye-bye nice. so guys and girls that was dr thomas levy i hope you uh hope you got a lot from that i'm pretty sure you did i mean it's uh powerful um the message he's sending out you know how toxic teeth can be 100 percent infections in a root canal tooth even if you can't feel the 
abscess or the infection yourself they're there so we need to get a 360 degree scan you know um we said before normal x-rays just don't are just not good enough just don't work and so you know i hope you've taken all that on board and the things you can do if you've got a root canal if you think about having that procedure and um, don't worry i've got a lot more um dentists lined up for us a lot more on this topic it's something that really needs to go out um and be spoken about because so many people i think you're saying 25 million root canals get done every year in united in the united states and you know we're up there as well i'd like to look at the figures for us in the uk i mean i reckon it's got to be upwards i mean let's have a quick look shall we let's have a little look um let's have a little look root canals uk uh, number Oh, this is the thing about live recording. Number of root canals UK. Uh, so 5.6 million root canals in 2014-15. I can only see it going up with the amount of sugar in people's diets and poor food. So it's a lot of root canals every year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just remember, well, to go through that again if you have to and listen to it and just understand what you can do and the things you can do to keep your teeth healthy. So, yeah, Dr. Thomas Levy, author of The Toxic Tooth. Um, as for everything else, guys and girls, head on over to www.reviveyourself, all our articles. Also, go to our shop there with the water filtration systems, the supplements, the restore, which is under Finchley, restore for your gut, phenomenal. Um, you've got all the EMO, um, electro, electromagnetic frequency blocking uh, blockers from Aries Tech as well. They're they're really really good. Highly recommend them. Um, best ones on the market by none by none. And yeah, if you're looking for um, help overcoming a chronic health issue, then the best um, they can, the quickest way to to get my help is to email me at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can put you in for a free call to see how and if we can help you. Otherwise, um, that's it for this week, uh, people. As always, stay happy, stay healthy. We've got Dr. Jack Wolfson on the show next week. And enjoy your lead up to Christmas. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.